Good morning and welcome to another segment, another episode of the Christian Underground News Network where we're facing today's headlines without fear and defending the gospel of Christ through power, love, and a sound mind. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, and here with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, uh, we are particularly excited today to introduce to you a new segment. This is an additional segment that uh, we feel that we've been led by the Holy Spirit to uh, present to you. And uh, this segment is going to be every Tuesday. So we will have our regular segment on Saturdays and this new segment every Tuesday. And uh, our Tuesday segments are going to be centered around the gospel, uh, but in a way that uh, the gospel answers uh, questions. The Bible answers questions about what's going on in our world today. Many of the secular, uh, uh, everyman type issues that that many people, Christian or non-Christian, saved or unsaved, uh, have about what's going on. Um, Pastor, uh, welcome aboard today. Uh, we've got we've got a, a couple of questions here that um, you might be asked, or probably have been asked, if I'm guessing correctly, uh, probably more than once, by people who you wouldn't think were the least bit interested in uh, the Bible or what it has to say. But there, as, as you and I both know, there are many people out there who do not profess to be Christians, uh, but who will... Uh, go to somebody who does profess to be a Christian to, to see if they can get any insight, uh, see if they can find something to hold on to and believe. And uh, it's, this is one of the reasons that we're, we're offering this segment. I'll, I'll bet you you've had people uh, that, that you never even would have a clue would be interested to ask you some of these questions, haven't you? Yeah, so uh, what we're going to do here is, is a question and answer format. You and I have talked about this, and I'm going to present uh, probably some of the questions that are on a lot of people's minds, saved or unsaved, and um, I'm, you'll provide the Bible answer. Uh, it, it sounds simple, but it's, it's a, it's, it is kind of a, a simple format, but uh, we're, bear in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, going to be giving what a Bible and biblical answers to some very, very important questions, things that are troubling a lot of us right now. Um, and by the way, if, if you are a Christian, you know that you, your heart should not be troubled. But if it is, we would like to help provide um, the biblical answers and and let the Holy Spirit provide you comfort. Um, uh, Pastor, I've, I've uh, assembled a couple of questions here. I don't know if we'll be able to cover them all today or not, but I'm sure that you're prepared either way, no matter what the questions are. And uh, let's, get, let's get right into it, okay? I'm ready. All right, sir. Thank you. Um, we live in a world that is really highly troubled. I don't... I don't think you have to be a Christian to understand that. I think everybody out there does. Um, I think you'd agree with me, Pastor, that um, being a, a born-again Christian, 
we may, and I'm not saying we're better than anybody, I'm saying we're better off uh, in having maybe uh, some, some additional insight to things that are going on in the world. How come um, there's been so many earthquakes lately? How come uh, there's so much unrest? How come uh, there's so much uh, widespread illness? And, you know, there's a lot of how come questions that um, you and I have access to the answers and maybe other people are looking and are just not aware to find them. Uh, we're going to try to provide those today. So question number one uh, would be that uh, many people, whether they're Christian or not, are wondering if we are truly in the end times right now. Can you give us some insight about what the Bible has to say about that, sir? That's for one thing. Absolutely. Uh, you, you'll get very little opinion from me uh, and from you. Right. And, and one of their other rules is, is if God said it, stand up and speak up. And if God didn't say it, sit down and shut up. And we'll try and follow <laughs> those rules as closely as we can. Sounds fair. So, okay. And, and you're right. Uh, this is one of the most asked questions that, uh, in my Oh, um, about 55 years of ministry, you know, I really started teaching the Bible when, when uh, you were about five years old, uh, and I won't tell anybody how old you are now, but, <laughs> but, I, but I'm 80 years old, and uh, I've been doing this for almost 55 years. Um, you'd think I'd be smarter than I am, but... Um, <laughs> You're one of the smartest guys I know. Down. 
time past under the fathers by the prophets. Right. Hath in these last days. Now, I'm not making up those words. That's right there in the text. The old King James Version says, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. You mean you mean 60 A.D.? He was referring to 60, 60 years after the death of Christ as these last days? Right. Who he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the worlds. Mm-hmm. And in verse 3 it says, Who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person. Jesus said in John chapter 14 to Philip, he says, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's right. Amazing. But, he, but this scripture says, talks about these last days and we have been in these last days friends since the birth life ministry and death burial resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ that's over two thousand years wow but let's don't let's just let's don't just trust one scripture let's go to several other scriptures let's go to second timothy chapter three if you will you have your bibles and and um I'll give you a chance to get to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, this, it, it, it starts out with uh, chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days. Do you get the expression? Mm-hmm. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now, these verses that I'm giving you all give a declaration of the last days, but some of them give you a description of the last days. That's right. And so Paul says in, in his letter to Timothy, he says, you need this to know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. And then he gives a description. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) You're kind of winded after that list, huh? It sure does. I think think that you, without too much um, thinking about it, maybe you should think about it more, will have to agree. These things are happening as you and I speak. And they're getting getting worse all the time. All the time. That's right. Uh, Matter of fact, there's uh, some verses that say times will grow worse and worse. But but let me get to the, the crux of the matter. First Timothy chapter 4. Okay. I'm there. First Timothy, excuse me. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't give you the right scripture there. First Timothy. Well, let's move on. Okay. Let, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, f- uh, 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 let's go to First John 2 verse 18. 
Pretty clear. Now let's go back to Second Timothy, chapter chapter four. All right, but uh, it says this in, in verse one. First, mm-hmm. uh, first Timothy chapter four, verse one says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times." Mm-hmm. Now the word "latter" is a different word than the word "last," and the latter times means the last of the last. That in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, and now, here's the description again, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, and it goes on and on and on. But First uh, uh, Timothy 4 actually says that talks about the last times. Um, let's go to Second uh, Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter three, and and this this is a wowser here. Second Peter chapter yeah. three, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, know, I know where you're going. Okay. It says this: this second epistle, at verse one, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us apostles by the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, For this they are willingly ignorant. That by the word of God the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the water, in the water, and so forth, so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, but this, in the last days there shall come scoffers, walking after their own lust. These are things that are going to happen and are happening in the end times or the last days. They're happening right now. Uh, look at Jude. That's the last book. Um, in the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. And it's a, it's a book of that entirely about uh, apostasy. Um, and then he says this, um, but beloved, verses 17 and 18 in Jude, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lust? These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit, so forth. And so, um, all of these writers said, "Yes, we are in the last 
days. Sure, that's, that's um, right. It's very clear. So, um, so there's no, there's no question about it. Let's let's go. Uh, by the way, I think that right now I'll just pause and tell tell you something. On my desk right now, as we are speaking, I have three books. And over to my left-hand side in my bookcase, I have another one. There's four books that are all about the last times. The three books I'm going to tell you about uh, are these. And you have one of these, Curtis. I know you do because I, you said so. I, I, think I've got, I think I've got two of them. Okay. So anyway, uh, the first one I want to tell you about is uh, written by Tim LaHaye and uh, Thomas Ice. Uh, Tim LaHaye is the, uh, the primary author of these of these books, and he co-wrote uh, these three. But this this one is called Charting the End Times. Fantastic book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you're listening, folks, it's called Charting the End Times, and you can get it through. I think, and it's Harvest Harvest House was the uh, uh, the publisher. Was the printer. Of this uh, of this book, it's page after page after page of charts telling you about the end times, and we can't go into all of these things because um, we we have to spend an hour of time, and I couldn't I couldn't do this in many days. But then here's another one. It says that the, the title of the book is "Are We Living in, in the, the end, end times? times?" Yeah, I've got that one. Yeah, and this book is well over 350 pages long. And and the publisher is Tyndale. So are we living in the end times? And then there's a third book that I want to tell you about, and it's entitled The End Times Controversy. I don't have that one. Okay, and it's written again by uh, Tim LaHaye and Thomas Ice, and uh, uh, it's Harvest House Publishers. And all of these books tell you about the end times and all of the awful things that are going to happen. And so, and so we were, we're trying to give you just a little declaration of the end times. Yes, we are. The Bible is very clear about that. Um, let me give you one other scripture if I can. First Peter 1.20. I've got this written in my notes, and I don't have a note after it, so I wonder why I wrote it down there. But uh, since we're being formal here. Well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. It says, First um, Peter chapter 1, we'll begin reading verse 18. It says, For as much you know that we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and spot. You who are not saved, you must believe that Jesus Christ took care of your sins and mine by shedding his blood on Calvary. He was, he didn't know any, he didn't have any sin. He was a virgin-born human being, so he didn't have Adam's original sin. And so he could pay the price for our sins, and he has paid the price for mine, Curtis, for yours, Amen. for all, everybody who's listening. So why don't you receive that, accept it? Believe it. Yes. But then verse 20, he says, Who, that's Jesus Christ, the antecedent there, who verily was before ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these 
There's that phrase again, these last times. There it is. There it is. So, are we living in the last times? Well, these descriptions ought to tell you so. Um, uh, uh, I want to, and by the way, uh, the last time, uh, I, I would like to give you a kind of a overview of the, of the times. Um, um, there, Clarence Larkin years ago wrote a book entitled Dispensational Truth. I'm a dispensationalist. There are seven dispensations of the administration of, of God on the earth. And um, we are in the next to last administration. Uh, it's, the, it's called the end times. Now, we've talked about when the end times began, and they began with the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, when will the end times end? Mm, good question. And you'll have to go to the book of Revelation for that, Curtis, and, uh, and I can't give you uh, a complete answer. Uh, I will just um, refer you to a couple of verses of Scripture, and uh, when I read one of them, I, I'm just, I scratched my head and I said, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's Revelation 10, 6. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's an interesting uh, uh, John is getting ready to to uh, write about the seven thunders uh, who uttered their voices and he said I was about to write this is Revelation 10 verse 4 I was about to write I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not mm, yeah now later on he does write about the seven thunders and, but verse 5 of chapter 10 says an angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and things that therein are and earth and things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer whoa yeah there's coming a time, Curtis. Right. When there is no time. That's right. There will be time no longer. So let's go through uh, real quickly um, the prophetic history. The next event in God's prophetic timetable is the rapture of the church. We are living currently and have been since. Uh, the day of Pentecost, back in about 34 A.D., we have been in what is known as the Church Age, or the Age of Grace. We are living in that time right now. Yep. Uh, the book of the Revelation, uh, chapters 2 and 3, talks about the history of the church age, and there are seven stages of church history. I believe we are in the seventh stage right now because of the description given in Revelation chapter 3 uh, about the church at Laodicea. I think that's the church where church age church we're in age, yeah. right now be yeah. because of the perversion and the profanity uh, of, of preachers in the pulpit who are defaming the Word of God by either leaving it out altogether or changing its meaning, uh, wrongly dividing it, uh, resting the Scriptures to themselves, um, 
and and uh, with their own uh, little uh, way of interpreting to to make and they're doing it for money. They want to get make money. Now you're making a ton of money on this podcast, aren't you? Yeah, actually, I make a penny every time it's played. A penny. Yes, sir. Every time it's. <laughs> That's right. Well, if you want a 50-50 split, we can do that. I, it, I, I Listen, I know that I need every penny, but, yeah, obviously we're, obviously we're not doing this for the money. No, no. So we are in the church age right now, and the church right. age right. will end with the rapture of the church. Ooh, and that – did uh, Pastor – did you know that that question is on my list? I, I, I knew that. Okay. I, I knew that. And that's kind of why I brought it up. I'm <laughs> that way. Okay. okay. It'll be the rapture of the church when Jesus will come, take away all of the saints of the church age who are living now and who have died. The dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive uh, shall be caught up together with them in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. And the church age will end with the rapture. Amen. Now, here's what a lot of, uh, of um, prophetic um, uh, geniuses don't tell you. They don't tell you that between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation period, there is an interim of several years. Uh-huh. And you'll read about that in Ezekiel 36, 37, 38, 39, when Israel will be regathered. So, and they will be, and somebody said, well, that happened in 1948. No, it didn't. In 1948, when a lot of Jews went back to Israel, when it became a, a state officially, a lot of Jews went back there. And, and from that time on until, oh, probably till the 1970s, there were more Jews living in Brooklyn than there were in Jerusalem. That's right. So that wasn't the, re, the regathering no. and the return of Israel to the land. This happens after the rapture and before the seven-year tribulation period. And you can read about it in Ezekiel 36, 37, and 38, when, when Israel will not only be regathered in the land, they will be reunited, Israel, for, for centuries has been split in two. Uh, to, uh, the, northern, the northern ten tribes, which has often been called Israel, and the southern uh, two tribes, which was Judah, and they were divided and probably still are. But after the rapture, they will be rejoined. Right. And they will be reunited. Yeah. And in third, and chapter 37, Ezekiel, you read about the Valley of the Dry Bones. That means the nation will come to life, and it will have flesh back on the skeletons and breath back in its lungs and so forth. And so we don't know how long that will take. I have an idea, but uh, I don't know for sure, so I'm not going to tell you. But that is the next, that was, that's the next event in the prophetic um, uh, timeline. As a matter of fact, by the way, the end times, or the latter times, are mentioned in Ezekiel 38, verse 8. Yes, they uh, are. After many days thou shalt be visited, the latter years, 
Thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword. You get that? Latter years. That's right. It's brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on in the same chapter, uh, Ezekiel 38, uh, talking to the Israelites now, and thou shalt come. Uh, it's talking about the war of Gog and Magog. And it says, And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days. And I will bring thee against my land. And the heathen may know me uh, when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. Thus saith the Lord. See, um, and so there's an interim of several years between the rapture of the church, when it will be taken out, and then this interim, and then God will begin dealing with Israel as a nation, regathered, reunited, and that will be the tribulation time. Yep. So it's yep. the rapture of church, the return of Israel to the land, and then the retribution or dealing with Israel, and that's the 70th week of Daniel chapter 9. And you'll see that uh, that's 70 weeks, and that week means a period of seven years, and so 70 weeks are determined on Israel. That's 490 years that God is going to deal with Israel. And, it, and the book of Nehemiah tells you when that started in Nehemiah chapter 2, and it, it started about 445 B.C. Yep. Now the rapture, I mean the, 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 um, the, the tribulation period is a period of seven, seven years. years. Yeah. Yeah, so where are all those other years uh, between 445 uh, B.C. and and whatever uh, A.D. is the tribulation? Right. We're, we're not sure, but uh, but it says that God will be dealing with Israel in the latter days. So, uh, so there's that interim, and then in the tribulation time, uh, the first three and a half years will be a peaceful time for the Israelites. But then in the midst of, the, of, of that seven-year period, the Antichrist will appear. And he will make everybody take his mark in their forehead or in their right hand. And, and it'll be so bad that if you don't take the mark of the Antichrist, uh, then you can't buy or sell. You know, There's no commerce, that, uh, no commerce for you. That's right. And that, that's actually my second question that I was going to ask, Pastor. And it's, right. and it's a good, but I wanted to give you the timeline. So, so there's the uh, uh, there's the re, so there's the return of Israel. Then there's the, the then there's the period of the tribulation. And in the midst of the tribulation, Antichrist will appear and tell and tell everybody he's God. That'll last for three and a half years, and then comes the return of Jesus Christ to Earth with His saints the believers of all ages, and he will set up his millennial kingdom, which will last for 1,000 years. Now, there will be time in that, because we know it will last a thousand years. Yeah. And at the end of that thousand years, there will be a big war. Satan will gather uh, a lot of people that were born during the millennium, 
and didn't respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ who will be on earth sitting in Jerusalem on his throne. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Praise Come the Lord. On. Yeah. And then at the end of the millennium, uh, and we can read about this in, in uh, uh, boy, First Peter chapter 3 or Second Peter chapter 3. Let me get there. Okay. When when the earth will melt with the fervent heat. Right. Okay. And and there will then be uh, a new heavens and a new earth. And uh, and so, um, yeah. Yep. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing to me that you know, it it's so. This is going to be another battle after. The war to end all wars, as everybody terms it, Armageddon. There, yeah. There's, there's going yeah. to be another one after the. It'll be Armageddon uh, yeah. when Christ returns to Earth. Okay. Yeah. Satan gathers the armies of the world to to go to battle against Christ. Christ yeah. comes back to Earth, institute defeats Satan at Armageddon. Yep. Institutes a one thousand year millennial reign, and then there's another battle. Another big battle. But this, but, but this one will be won by the Lord with his mouth. That's right. If you, if you read it carefully. Yes. And then the earth will, will burn with a fervent heat. And we come to Second Peter chapter 3. It says here, uh, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men account slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Are you listening, people? God wants all of you to be saved. Yeah. Verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Wow. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation mm. and, and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming, the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Yes. Yes, yes, Isn't yes. That great? <laughs> <laughs> studying the end times uh you'll know these things and you will be given courage and hope to get through it oh absolutely absolutely now speaking about the end times yes let's let's go to the united states because that's where we live right now that's right and curtis we are just one election away from being in one terrible mess I couldn't agree more. Um, because, and I, I hate to be political, I don't like politics. Me either. I, I must tell you that if Donald Trump and I lived in the same neighborhood, we probably would not be too good friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I have already voted for him. Right. Because... Because I am, I am voted against the socialism 
the abject socialism yep. which has come upon us. Yep. And socialism leads to communism. Communism leads to a dictator. Uh, and Antichrist will be a dictator. So we are morphing into the latter times, the last of the last days, uh, when the United States will probably be the last nation on earth to accept socialism mm-hmm. as its political administration. Yep. Which Martin will Thatcher which which will which will definitely lead to its downfall. And that's probably yeah. is probably why we are not mentioned in biblical prophecy as a major player. Exactly right. Okay. Exactly right. Exactly right. The greatest nation on the face of the earth, which is what we think we are. <laughs> we're a little bit too proud, but uh, we'll come down and we'll fall, uh, and, and it will fall because uh, we have accepted something that is evil. You know, Margaret Thatcher once said, uh, the problem with socialism is that sooner or later the country runs out of other people's money to spend. Yeah. That's <laughs> our country is being, our southern borders are being flooded. Yeah. Now, I do not hate people, uh, Mexicans, I do not, uh, I, I love them, I live next, well, we live next door to one when we were in Pontiac, you know that, and, uh, yep. and I've had, yeah, I've had Hispanic friends, uh, I'm not a racist, I had three very close black friends when I was in high school, so uh, that's not what I'm talking about, people, but people are flooding our southern border to get into our country, not to be free, but for the free bees. Exactly. Yep. I am st- I'm 80 years old and I'm still paying income taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my income taxes are going to help millions and millions of people who are here illegally. Breaking our laws. Breaking our laws that we are breaking for crying out loud. Yeah, we're we're doing enough of that ourselves. That's that's true. The protests and the burning and the tearing down of things, and uh, that's all a part of it. That's how communism came into Russia. Sure is exactly the same way. Lenin and Trotsky found found a weak czar named Nicholas, and they took advantage of it, and they took Marxism, and they and they rioted. And they pillaged, and they burned, and they murdered until Lenin was at the was at the controls. Yep. Nicholas had to had to flee with his family. Yeah, I wonder anyway. if I wonder if Joe Biden's middle name is Nicholas. I don't know. <laughs> Nicely done. I never thought of that. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. yeah. I keep telling people you didn't get your sense of humor from me. <laughs> you big, I'll, you big I'll, chicken. I'll, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we're ta- we're talking about things that are happening in the last days, and they're happening in America, yeah. a godly country yeah. that was that was settled by people who loved God and hated the the, dict- the dictatorships of Europe. Yep, that's right. And that's why they came. I'm putting it in the simplest terms. Landed on Plymouth Rock. First thing they did was worship. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. That's the last thing we do in America this 
if yeah. if we do yeah. it at all anymore. If we if we do it at all, and so um, uh, Peter was right. There will be people in the last days that uh, there will be scoffers uh, walking after their own lusts, saying, "Where are the promise? Of, where is the promise of His coming?" And and there's a whole list of things uh, that uh, that they become, and um, uh, and then they they said. Uh, to it again, but the big list in Second Peter chapter two. If you'll read that and understand, that's written about the last days. Um, it will shock you, and it might wake you up. And I hope it does. We are in the end times, and I don't know how much longer they will last. But when they're over, um, no one has a chance anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So critical stuff. So so are we in the last days, Curtis? My Bible, your Bible says, oh yeah. Absolutely we are. Okay. I don't think there's now any doubt little, about it. We got a little time left, haven't we? We got a little time left, and we, we can start on uh, this second question, uh, which is okay. which is really kind of a, uh, a current events type question, for, for sure. Uh, many are wondering if the upcoming vaccine for COVID-19 will contain the mark of the beast, possibly a microchip or an implant, what do you think? What does the Bible say about that, Pastor? <laughs> well, first of all, let's, let, let's take just a few minutes to say, this, to, to say what a vaccine really is. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm, I'm not disputing that question at all. Right. Um, I, th I think some people uh, could, would normally ask that, that question. Sure. Um, uh, here's what a vaccine, by the way, I was vaccinated and I had you vaccinated. Right. Whether you know it or not. As, as a child, yeah, as an infant. As a, ch as a child, that's yeah. right. And by the way, I left a mark on my left arm for years and years and years. It's not there anymore, but right. but we were we were vaccinated for things like chickenpox and measles and, and and tuberculosis was a big thing back in those days. And you won't remember those days. My grandpa had tuberculosis and and had to be put in a tuber tuberculosis sanitarium uh, for a time to get over it, and so that you wouldn't spread it. Right. Uh, but you know that sanitarium is gone, and because tuberculosis is gone, why? Yeah, the vaccine. The vaccine worked. The vaccine worked. Here's what the vaccine does. Everybody knows this. I'm nobody's. Uh, I mean, I'm not a very smart person, but I know this. They, uh, it's it, it's designed to give you, to give the person a little tiny dose of the disease. Right. And God has made us with an immune, with an ability to build up an immune system. That's right. And when that little disease gets in there, there's a little signal that goes to the immune system and says, fight that now. Yeah, destroy that. And, it, and Destroy that, and by the way, it does. Um, uh, and, and by the way, a quarantine is nothing new. I was quarantined as a lad. My uh, my brother, you remember Dave, your Uncle Dave? Sure do. Uh, had, chick had chicken pox, and so we yep. were quarantined. <laughs> and Mr. G Mr. Jerry Fanestock, who owned a grocery store about a half mile away, would uh, call us and and say, "What do you guys need?" And he would put him in a he would do the shop and put him in a box, um, and leave it leave it on the porch, and and we'd even char either charge it. He he would allow charge accounts, no credit cards back in those days, and or we would leave the money uh, out on the porch so he could pick it up, 
And so I was quarantined. So those things are nothing new. Vaccine is yeah. nothing new. Yeah. There are many godly men right now who do not want them nor their families to be vaccinated. Right. And I think I think that you're agreeing with them. Um, I, I can't yeah. go into all the reasons right now, but one of one of my favorite men of God said it from a pulpit not too long ago. I was sitting there. He said, I'll neither be vaccinated, vaccinated, neither will my family. Right. Now, what you're referring to is, well, maybe they're going to insert a chip. Right. You know, if it's made mandatory, that might be a concern, right? Uh, that's exactly right. And by the way, it was back in those days. You couldn't enroll in school. Well, they're doing, they're doing much, yeah, they're doing much the same thing now. Yeah, and and could you be inserted with a chip? It's possible they have and, the technology for it now. Yeah. Yeah, you could. And then, how is the chip read? And what's it for? It's for for identification purposes. Right. Exactly. That's, that's what it's for. Yeah. You know, a lot of years ago when I was a teenager, I heard it said from the pulpit that that stinking. Um, um, what, do we, what do we want to call it? Um, a social security uh, card. Oh, yeah. it, it was the mark of the beast because it had three sections of numbers. Right. There were three three numbers, a hyphen, two numbers, a hyphen, and then four numbers. Mm-hmm. And people said that they, they were afraid that that was the mark of the beast. Uh, our dogs have been, not now, ours hasn't, but our dogs are, are being inserted with a chip so that if they found out and they're out there wandering around, uh, you, you can take them to a vet and they can read, they can read it with a, a infrared light and you can see who it belongs to. That's right. Yeah. Now, if, Curtis, if the vaccine could contain a chip yep. and be the mark of the beast, I want to be careful to remind you that where the mark of the beast will be, and we will find it in uh, Revelation chapter 13, mm-hmm. and it will be in the forehead, forehead or, or the right hand. Or the right hand, correct. So if you're going to get vaccinated and you're worried about receiving the mark of the beast, don't take it in your forehead or the right hand. Or your right hand, or, or you are definitely in trouble, right. Um, right. So okay. I, so I'm not going to say yay or nay to um, to people who either will not be vaccinated or think that there's nothing wrong with being vaccinated. So and so I can't give you anything uh, scriptural other than what I've just uh, quoted from the book of the Revelation. Okay. Uh, so so let's let's be let, let's think secularly for a second uh, and and. I think most people know out there that, uh, and this is also, you can find a Bible to, to support this. Uh, knowledge is increasing, isn't it, Pastor? Oh, boy. And with That's that, scary. And with that increase in knowledge, uh, we yes. are developing something called AI. It's called artificial intelligence. And that, yep. that can be used to program a microchip to enter your system via vaccination and locate to a predetermined or programmed location inside your body. Okay. 
Okay, so that's a possibility. And, you know, we're discussing these things because they are possibilities. Is it a fact that it's going to happen this way? No. But we're also trying to show that there is biblical evidence for it to occur in a similar fashion. It's, it's occurring now, Curtis, in humans. Oh, it is, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There are people who live in, in Gaza mm -hmm. that are not Jews. That's right. And the only jobs they could find are in Israel. That's right. And when they get a job there, they're inserted, their hand, there's a chip inserted on their hand, and they mm -hmm. have to... They have to have that chip read uh, as they go into Israel and as they leave Israel. That's right. So it's happening now. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. It is. But by the but by the way, by by just and I'm going to when we get into the question about who is the Antichrist, and we probably won't do that today. No. But no. But that will happen in the second half of the tribulation, and we're not in the tribulation at all. That's right. That's right. So that's when the mark of the beast will appear either on the forehead or on the hand. And we don't know that it will be uh, humanly visible. Correct. You know, okay. We don't know that because we're not told that. But that's where it will be, the forehead or the right hand. Right. So, and, and, so, the, and anybody without that being, you know, not able to read that, uh, or locate that on, on your person will not be allowed any commerce. And none at all. And, and, and when we get into this situation about who is the Antichrist, because I know that's the next question on the list, um, then, uh, uh, then um, we'll see that these things happen in the, in the second half of the tribulation. And probably not before, because we're only in the end times. We're not to the tribulation period yet. Right, right. Okay, so vaccination or non-vaccination? I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. Uh, I'm not going to take the vaccination because because there, there's a sense in which we want to go home and be with the Lord. My <laughs> wife and I, you know, Sharon and I are, are thinking that way now because we're 80 years old. But my mother lived to 102 Yes, she did. So, yeah, so maybe I'll live almost that long. I wasn't, I've never been as pure as my mother. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, I don't know that that's the way it's going to happen. But, uh, so I'm not going to say uh, one way or the other because of some scriptural things. And I just gave you some scriptures about uh, the mark of the beast. And it doesn't come until the second half of the tribulation, and we are not there yet. Correct. Yep, I agree. Oh, I agree. Okay. But could there be someone, could the Antichrist be alive now? I believe, uh, my answer would be absolutely he could be alive right now. I think, I Satan, I think Satan has had an Antichrist ready in, in almost every era of human existence because he doesn't know the time or the date either. Exactly. He sure doesn't. There are lots yep. of people uh, during World War II that thought Hitler was. Uh, yep. There were people that thought uh, Mussolini. 
uh, was. There, there are lots of people that uh, could have been identified. They thought Joe Stalin was. Joe Stalin. They thought he was the Antichrist. Uh, yeah, there were there were people uh, here in in the United States that thought uh, Ronald Reagan was the Antichrist because his name had six letters in it: uh, first, <laughs> first, middle, and last. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Uh, oh, oh, look! You know, so. So yeah, I mean, okay. that that's kind of silly, but it's true. Uh, yeah. But but you and I both know, uh, according to to Bi- according to Bible prophecy, um, that that's probably not the case. We we shouldn't be uh, willy nilly conjecturing that somebody's the antichrist. Um, but but if we read scripture closely, there are some very very. Um, unambiguous identifiers uh, that, that we'll probably get into and and you're right uh, that's going to be for next week because we're running out of time today but ladies and gentlemen uh, next week we, we will be answering uh, questions like who will the Antichrist be and how will people know and uh, I think I think we also plan to cover the rapture when that will Absolutely. occur right so yeah. So please tune in with us next week, uh, and, and we'll, we'll delve into that uh, as deeply as we can. But uh, uh, we, we hope and we pray that, that today's question and answer session has uh, clarified some things for you. Um, believe me, uh, you, you've had an expert uh, doing all the research and, and giving the answers to these questions for the last hour. And uh, Pastor Chamberlain is... Um, is in my view an authority on the subject, uh, and uh, Pastor, we thank you for joining with us today and and uh, helping to clarify, hopefully, uh, some some of the uh, answers to some of these really vital and important questions uh, that many people are are thinking about. And you know, it amazes me how many non Christians are actually somewhat aware of what the Bible has to say. Uh, and and we'll ask people they know are Christians. I've got people at work that know that I'm a Christian. Everybody knows, and uh, I, and jobs past and job present uh, come to me and say, "Well, what do you think about all this stuff going on? Does this have anything to do with what the Bible says about it?" Yeah. See, so yeah. it's important that we know these things, Christians, and that we're we're ready to give an answer. And uh, we thank you, Pastor, for doing that for us today. We really appreciate it. That's right. I, I, I have enjoyed it. I enjoy the study of the Word of God. Sometimes it even frightens me. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm saved. I'm, I'm uh, protected. Anyway. Amen. Let me, let me just say this, that uh, in the second Peter chapter 3, when we talked about the new heavens and the new earth, and this, the, new, the old earth be, will explode and burn. And Peter says, uh, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent mm-hmm. that ye may be found in, of him in peace without spot and blameless. That's right. Receive Jesus Christ today if you haven't. 
And if you are saved and have been living uh, an unsanctified life, straighten that out today. Get in the Word. Uh, listen, listen to these podcasts. We're not going to lie to you. That's right. Uh, and we're not. And I wanted to say we're not making a penny off of this, but Curtis is making. He's probably worth about six bucks right now. That's right. Yeah. So, at least. Yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, Pastor. So please do it, will you please? Yes. Yes, okay. please, please do accept Christ today. Uh, right now is the time. Now is the accepted time. Uh, Pastor, we are running out of time here. I, we've got about 30 seconds, so I want to invite everybody again to join us uh, this Saturday and again this coming Tuesday for uh, the new episodes that we're doing. Um, we, will, we have to sign off for now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you again this coming Saturday. Pastor, thank you again. Uh, God bless you, and uh, we will talk to you soon, sir. All right. Bye-bye.